This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never going to get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Oh, hi, it's Fat Mascara. Oh, hey there. What's up? I'm Jen. I'm Jess. Hi, guys. Hi. I'm very excited to be in the studio this week. I know, I haven't seen you all day. I know. We're all week, really. 
It's been bananas. It's how's, a little bit cuckoo bananas. How's your day? Because I didn't see you at all today until like we got to the studio, essentially. <laughs> Can I just tell you before we talk about our news topics? This is what it's like to be me lately. Like this. Okay, she's the glamorous beauty editor. Here was my day. I kid you not. In the morning, I interviewed Nicole Kidman and I did a panel with her. Glamorous. So glamorous. She and I had a moment. I'm, I'm thinking about putting it on Instagram. Your outfits matched. Our outfits were coordinated. And I was like, look at me on top of the world. And then I get... You're literally on a rooftop looking over oh, I was. New York City. So, I was. Yeah, I've seen this photo, guys. It looks like they're they're basically plotting like... Me and you Nick. Know, yeah. You know. So that I get in the, world. the taxi uh, after like this whole long day to go to the office and oh, you want to make an appearance today at the office yeah you okay. know around three i go to the office okay. <laughs> a freaking bird shit on me inside the taxi like i did not even know this was like physically possible physics don't allow for the crap that well, happens was to the, me literally was the was it like <laughs> was the window like rolled down or, or like the getting was, out like, of the cracked and somehow a bird's <laughs> poo landed right on the edge of the window, but it must have been a big one because it splattered in and got <laughs> on my dress and on the on the side of the car. And I just I started filming down on my leg, and I was like, "This is my life." Like you interview Nicole Kidman, and then the world just it's like <laughs> it's like you were getting you were having too much fun. Things were going too well for yep, you. Just keep it level. Like this is just wait. Is that why you're wearing a different yes, outfit? Like, I, I was like, wait, I thought I was like, oh, I'm like that dress is pretty comfortable. It's kind of strange. She changed out. <laughs> Because of, because of perch. Oh, I saw a tushy this week. Wait, what? I was walking down 34th Street on my way to work. And um, it's a really quaint little area. I don't know if you guys have ever been to New York City. <laughs> but, you know, the thir- 34th Street Herald Square Penn Station area is just, like, really charming. She's being <laughs> super sarcastic. It's it's literally the busiest, craziest part it's, of the city. It's like when they film m- movies of New York and they have, like, people go, like, hey, lady. You know, like, yeah, they're yeah. always in 34th Street. Wait, whose butt did you see? A man just about to do something. I looked oh and I saw God. a little tushy. And I was oh like, wait, is that a tush? Just look away. If you ever see a bare bottom <laughs> in New York City, look away. <laughs> <laughs> this maybe he pooped, he pooped on my taxi. That's horrible. Sorry, sorry. It was. Hey, just, you guys, it's a beauty podcast. Yeah, remember, it's really glamorous. Anyway, by the way, I felt really sorry for the guy. I'm not. I'm not teasing the guy. I'm just saying this is this is what you get in New York City. Oh my god! You know, he yeah. had to do what he had to do. Lest you think we're out of touch with the real people. <laughs> so, what are we going to talk about? That is beauty focused. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Jen's going to tell you. Um, I want to talk about the new Glossier drop because mm-hmm. they're coming fast and furious. These Glossier products. Are they not? It's like a conveyor belt of uh-huh. Glossier launches uh-huh. lately. So we're going to talk about the latest. And then, um, oh, you know I love some FDA sunscreen news. I'm going to let you you do the oh, science. Let me that one get is. into this. That and was... you know I love a stupid journalist who misreports <laughs> the science. <laughs> I feel like there was forget the gloss age drop. It was like the FDA sunscreen job that yeah. like was really yeah. your Christmas. Okay, so we'll have a little for me, a little for you. And then we are going to keep it glamorous. We're talking about feet. We're talking about those little stompers that you're walking around in. It's a good time of year to do that. Summer, you're going to be putting on sandal. Who's our guest? Dr. Emily Splickle. I have to say she enlightened me about so many things. I was basically taking notes and just had my jaw on the floor during this interview. Feet are very important and you got to keep them fresh, especially for the summer. So we're going to talk about all things Tootsie related. Let's get into it. Well, I felt we needed to do a real like crowd pleaser moment here because mm-hmm. everyone was DMing us 
and asking us what we thought of the new Glossier drop. It's called Bubble Wrap. And this really has been a lot of... I feel like when Glossier product like comes out, there's a lot of conversation. We don't address all of them, but I felt like this was big enough that we need to take a moment. And I feel like we're perpetuating the Glossier myth, but it's not us. It's you guys and friends and everybody, whenever they drop something, like wants to know about it. It's it's kind of crazy, right? It's like very... They drop them like singles. Yeah. You like know? Here's like a single. <laughs> What's so, it called? It's called Bubble Wrap. And it's interesting. They did get some like pushback or feedback from people because they thought that like it was anti-eco-friendly. Um, oh my God, the moral police online. <laughs> I can't even. Okay. It's I think been, it's tongue in cheek because we I all love their little pink bubbly Ziplocs, which right, everybody reuses, by the way. It's you on brand for them. Yeah. So, okay. So naming aside, and you can tell us if the name bothers you. Uh, I actually am really curious to hear. The eye and li- it's an eye and lip plumping cream. It has lots of antioxidants, an antioxidant rich blueberry extract, and they say that it also has um, the world's strongest hy- hydrators, hyaluronic acid, squalane, and avocado oil. So I'm just going to put a little bit on my. I don't think that's technically true. The world's strongest. They should fact. They said check nature's that one. strongest hydrators. All right, all right. Yeah, but that's I'm, the kind of thing that you don't really need to regulate how you use that. But so I've I've I used think it. You do, have you actually? I think it depends on. Or, or, okay, that might have been the press release, not on the label. No, it's on. It's on the. It's on the website. It's on the Interesting. website. Okay, so I've been. I've used it actually, and I have thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I'm. Maybe I'm – we keep on, like, going back to, like, you know, our brown eyeliner years, our chocolate brown years. This is – I feel like we're getting into a call Jess old-fashioned moment. Call me old-fashioned. I think this feels lovely. It feels really nice. I think I would love this if I didn't feel like it is time. I like a, 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 like a balmy, creamy – like, I like Crisco under my eyes. Oh, this is too light for you? It's too light for me, but I also don't like light products. You and do. I think we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I like, like, a rich, creamy, like, Crisco. But I do think it's cool that it's an eye and lip plumping cream. I like that it's eye and lip. Yeah, um, and they talk. And Emily Weiss talked about how that's a beauty editor trick, which I have heard that you can use your eye cream on your lips because both are very thin areas of skin on your face. Yes, I'm going to go the complete opposite route with you. I don't use eye or lip cream, so I was just <gasps> like, this would just add a step that I don't think that I need. I know. I'm one of those crazy people that just like never – it's eye cream is just like another step I'm not going to do, let alone a lip cream. You kidding me? But so when you do your your routine, you just take your your stuff like your – All cream, the way up to my t- lash lines on the bottom and I even put it on my lids, my, my anti-agers and everything. Well, you look good so it's working for you. P.S. If you use a retinol or retinoid or anything that's very active or with an acid, do not do that. Mine do not have that. So that's what I'm going to say and I think Jen, chime in at any moment. But like I feel like we've done this story throughout our careers. Like do you really need an eye cream? And a lot of derms say no, but they will say that eye creams are ophthalmologist you guys know what I mean eye doctor tested okay (laughs) not gonna embarrass myself anymore they're eye doctor tested so that if they migrate to the eye which they will which they will especially if you're using it on your lids you're safe I don't think you're going to go raging blind if you use your average non-retinol non-highly active cream and you put it there but I think if you have sensitive eyes like me, I like to use something that is really tested for that eye area. And also, if you're one, of, if you're someone who does use a very active product, which you know you're not going to be putting anywhere near your eye, you still want to hydrate that eye area. That's when I think eye cream really comes into play. Totally. You know so. what? I wish more eye creams had what SPF. 
It's hard for them to, fo- right? Yeah, Clinique made one. I don't know if they still make it. Wait, I've got to ask. Derma Doctor makes one that I really, oh, really? Uh, that I like, that has SPF. Yeah. So um, we've got intern Tiff at the table right now, and she's like the ultimate like demo for Glossier. Just, have you used this? Have you, you want to use it? What's the, what's the deal? So I haven't used it, but I think it's weird that it's an eye cream plus lip cream. Like I would never expect myself, not now or in my chocolate brown years, needing <laughs> lip cream. <laughs> I don't know. You don't you you don't think you'd need a lip cream in your chocolate brown ears? No. My lips look like two little dead Swedish fish. <laughs> I, and I I'm tend not to even that but... old. Oh, you'll see young ones. Yes. <laughs> Wait, one other quick thing. But were you excited about the gloss age drop? I don't care for it. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, I thought I was getting the other answer. I'll Uh-oh. try it out. Okay. I haven't tried it, but okay. I don't know. Not my thing. Now, I, there's one other thing. Thank you, intern Tish. You're the best. Um, the neck area, I heard, is the same thickness of the eye cream, of the eye area. So I don't. I know that you got to economize with those little jars, but I heard that since it's the same skin, you can use your eye cream on your neck. Well, you know how I feel about the French face, which is basically from your forehead all the way down to your bosom. Yes, yes. I put everything I put on my face all over that. I like All the that. way down my neck, all the way down my chest. Okay. So that's another way you can handle it. That's a really good I'm not tip. About, you put, if you put bubble wrap on your neck, you'd be go, go through one bubble wrap tube like, per I'm week. I'm putting it on right now. Okay. It well, is your very beauty nice editor. on the neck. Um, so that's our thoughts on Glossier's newest drop. We're curious to hear what you guys think. So DM us and join our private Facebook group. It's not that private. We will definitely approve you if you ask to be invited. Oh, and membership is up. Conversation yeah, yeah. is banging. So we want to remind guys. you, um, we link to it on our Instagram. You can go that way or we link to it through our website. There you go. All right. So there's another big drop. Tell me. Okay. This one's not a product. This is a study. Mm-hmm. Okay. People, derms, PRs, other beauty editors just filling up my inbox saying like, did you see this study or like with CNN, their hot take? Men's Health, yeah. USA Today. So many people reported on it. Basically, remember the proposed rule for the FDA that uh, came out back in February? And I got all fired up because a lot of people Wait, were what mis- was it again? Just refresh. Basically, every couple of years, the FDA puts out a proposed rule of how we should update sunscreen labeling or mm-hmm. what information is needed. Right, right, right. And in February, they were like, okay, we've got these you know, ingredients to work with. We need more data on this one and this one. And basically, it was just a call to action to get more data. But of course, everybody took it. Right. They just want more information. And then people come out like banging The FDA said, drum. these chemical sunscreens are killing you. Yes. Or like, this is the worst sunscreen on earth. <laughs> Truly, I... S- and the EWG put out that press release about they were saying these two sunscreen ingredients aren't safe when that is not at all what the proposed ruling said. It said they needed more data. Yeah. So here we are. The FDA asked for more data. They themselves are doing some of the studies that they requested. Mm-hmm. So they published uh, one of the first ones since that proposed ruling in JAMA, which is a peer-reviewed medical journal. Um, and basically what it said was uh, oxybenzone, which is a chemical sunscreen ingredient, gets yeah. absorbed into your blood when you apply it to your skin. Okay. Good Lord, you would have thought vampires were real. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, things, it, this, the exclamatory way that people wrote about it was freaking me out. And I had read the full study and the editorial that went along with it. And I knew not to be freaked out. So yeah. here's the deal. Yeah. Well, can you just put it in like, basically, they real took like 30 terms. people. They had them apply sunscreen every two hours for um, a week 
to the point where like it's unrealistic how much sunscreen they were using. More than the average person uses. I think it was something like five tubes worth in like four days or something. Oh just my god, truly, I don't go through a tube a summer. JK, to, JK, yes. JK. No, yeah. just to truly see um, if we push this to the max, what someone might be doing, what are the levels going to be like in their blood? Sure enough, within a day, if you put something on your skin, it ends up in your blood. This isn't a nano size or whatever. This is just a topical ingredient. And so I don't know why people are so freaked out about that because literally 15 years ago, a similar study came out and said like, yeah, if you're putting stuff on your skin, it gets into your bloodstream. So first of all, the way they said it made it sound like this is news to everyone. Right. Like, I'm sorry, this isn't like we're not wrapped in Teflon. Our skin is a permeable barrier. Yeah. So, okay, fine. It gets in our blood screen. Why are people freaked out? Because they're like, oh, my God, it's a chemical. It's killing me. There was nothing in the study about whether or not it causes harm once it's in your bloodstream. And yes, there are plenty other research that show that we really should be looking closer at some of these ingredients because they might be endocrine disruptors because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mouse studies have shown that. But at this point, there is no causal research that shows it gets into your blood. It causes you problems. I've asked a couple of derms like to just kind of give me their take. And I, I, I'm not going to share what their personal thoughts are. Because, you know, this was like a more chill conversation. But I said, do I need, this is for you guys, and do we need to change our habits? And overwhelmingly, and I don't think they're like sunscreen lobbyists because they would just say, okay, we'll use like a physical one. They weren't that freaked out about this. Because they're scientists and they actually have seen the other reports and they know that this is just more data that's adding mm-hmm. to the picture of data that we have. Oh, wait, one thing that they that I will say that they said was... Whatever harm this can cause, which is not proven and they don't believe that it's going to cause any real harm, the idea of not wearing sunscreen is like, hello, like that skin cancer. And we we've known for a long time that, you know, that's a given. That's a fact. Well, I was going to say it's a fact in the skin cancer, but like it's a fact that you up your wrist like crazy. You're begging for it. It's crazy to me that how people are still like unsure that sun like. I, I don't know. I'm speechless, obviously. No, it's, it's, it is a really kind of frustrating, not kind of, it's a really frustrating topic because we know so many people in so many cases. I've had a lot of skin cancer in my family and, you know, usually it's because, you know, there was not really the knowledge about using sunscreen. So people didn't really know. Now we know, which is great. We have so much knowledge. We should be using it, not going backwards in time. It's so funny when you find out something's healthy and now for some reason we're all trying to demonize it. It's weird. I do want to shout out um, somebody who I keep going back to for a lot of like a good lay person's take on science. Um, Lab Muffin Beauty Science. She's I follow her on um, Instagram. She's a cosmetic chemist chemist. And she always I'm always like, yes, girl, preach because she takes the time to really think about what. Um, she's talking about and she did a great post on like just showing all of these exclamatory headlines and I would just say when you guys see a headline like that dig a little bit deeper I'm not here to tell you that oxybenzone is is totally safe and you're totally fine they need more research it gets into your blood so you want to know what it's doing once it is once it's in there but um, really just take all of this like a grain of salt please that has been Jen's sunscreen (laughs) FDA PSA Um, I'll get off my little box now 
Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves 
works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So we cover beauty from top to toe here at Fat Mascara, and I hope you know that means literally. We are here with podiatrist Dr. Emily Splickle, who is here to field all of our foot-related questions. I know that I have a lot. Jen, do you have some too? Oh my God, so many. Also, sandal season is coming. Yeah, right? so you're wearing great sandals right now, Dr. Splickle. I noticed I'm your super right comfortable away. right now. <laughs> those are great sandals. We'll get to those in a second. Um, but thank you so much for coming. I know you're fresh off a, fri- a flight from London. Yeah, but thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Okay, so the beauty world is not really like that far removed from the podiatry world. But when we talk about feet in beauty, it doesn't get much further than the pedicure. So how do you think your work connects with beauty? I mean, like, why are you here? <laughs> why do we book you? Why, why do we book you? Why am I here? I <laughs> Should I be answering no, that? Yeah. Um, I think that there is... A huge connection between how we treat our feet from like beauty products, um, beauty habits, whether you're thinking of the skin, you had just mentioned that sandal season. So we start thinking of the nails and the pedicures Mm -hmm. and the skin and the dry calluses that maybe we have and how we can keep our feet looking just as young Mm. as the rest of our body, thinking like hands. Hands is another part of the body oh, that you want to look at. Are feet young. a giveaway too, just oh, like yeah. hands are? Yeah, very much oh, so. Oh, you seem really sh- like sure about that. When you say, oh, yeah, like what have you seen? Have you seen mismatched What's old feet? Foot? Yeah, what is an old <laughs> foot and how do we avoid old feet? Well, you know what an old hand looks like. Yeah, <laughs> you start to get a little bit of the discoloration, the skin on the top of the foot. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of like summer and where you're putting sunscreen or sunblock on your body, a lot of people forget their feet just like they forget their hands oh, in totally. different areas. So then that skin is thinner and it starts to age a little bit faster. Um I would say even more so than that is the nails. Like nails is top. Like yellow and weird and crusty. Why? As we sound very young right now. Remember we thought we were like old for a minute. I feel so young. This is the problem we don't have yet. Yeah. yeah. yeah, It's probably around the corner for me. So (laughs) the nails, when I think of like, you know, grandma-like toenails, they're kind of like thick, right? 
I mean, that's not just for grandma, but it's it's definitely the direction you do not want your nail to go. And I would say that's probably the topic that has most of the myths on the internet of mm. like, oh, I have yellow discoloration. Is it fungus? Why is it thicker? What can I do? And then there's so many at-home remedies that honestly don't really work. Like baking soda or something Yeah, like that. they don't really work. You're bleaching. You can bleach oh, your nails. Correct the myth. And like, so what do people yeah. get wrong about <laughs> thick yellow nails? Was, so the, the big thing, if you do have yellow nails mm-hmm. and it's coming from your nail polish, that's very different than if you have yellow nails and it's coming from a fungus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go down like... That's the, the only the gross, two things that the could gross be. rabbit hole, but th- that's most common what it is. So I see a ton of patients, um, women who come in, they take off their nail polish, and the nail is yellow or discolored, and they freak out. They think it's fungus. They come to me, and I'm like, it's not. It's not fungus. You're just putting on maybe it's a gel pedicure and you're doing the gel and the gel and you just keep doing it. You don't take a, a nail holiday <laughs> is mm. what I call it. And you actually want to skip a period so that the nail can recover itself. Oh, that was a question we had. Yeah. Like, do they have to like breathe at some point if you always wear polish? You really do want or a nail to. holiday. Yeah, a nail, ho- I I like it a nail that. holiday. I nail holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, where if it's like in the winter could be a nail holiday, okay. or if you take maybe a month off, just the repetitive, especially if you're doing the gel or the shellac, that it is going to dry out the nail. So, and so that yellowness is a dry nail. It's either from a pigment from the nail polish, or it's from you just occluding the nail, and then you could start to get a little bit of discoloration. Fungus is very different, very characteristic. Um, that actually doesn't present in the same way when you when you get used to seeing what it looks like. So quick question about, I'm just going to go back to the, the nail discoloration from polish thing. Because my nails, this is like a little TMI for everyone, but I'm sure some people may nod in agreement. When I take off the nail polish, I can't wait to get polish back on because... They're not yellow, but they have like a white chalkiness to them. When I go to the pedicurist, they'll take off the nail polish and they'll like scowl and they'll say like, you need a break or lighter color. What What is this, the dryness from? Yeah. So that's actually the same thing that you're dehydrating the nail Ooh, and your nail is layers and layers. You can't tell, but it's microscopic layers of the nail tissue that when you take off the nail polish, especially if it's the gel or the shellac, you take a layer of the nail off. Oh, my God. So that's what you're seeing. So it starts to become thinner and thinner. That's where it might break. And Ugh. then some women will say, oh, when I do, I know I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> giving like is traumatizing bracing news. Jess is bracing herself. Yes. I'm giving traumatizing news. But if you took off the nail polish and even took like a week off to allow it to just like breathe a little bit, strengthen a little bit, maybe do nail strengthener in between. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the nail strengtheners are clear, shiny. They look like a lacquer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you still have a little bit of like an appearance to the nail. It's yeah. not just a bare Jess, you need nail. a nail holiday. I, a nail. Just in time for like, you know, summer's around the corner and I'm thinking about this. But I took it off for like a a week or two, and I didn't see a huge difference. And I was like, "Oh, these ladies must not be knowing what not, must not know what they're talking about." But here, I've got it straight from the doctor's mouth. They were all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, not everybody that's coming to you is like, "My nails are yellow." It gets more complicated than that. But like, what's the most common thing people come to you for? From a beauty perspective, sure. Um, I mean, nails are honestly one Still, of the biggest yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say some of the not really beauty, but the way that the nails are cut. 
So the way that the pedicures cuts the nail versus the way that you really should cut your nails. My biggest tip anytime anyone asks me is you want the nails to be square, not mm, round. Because when you make them round, you start to shorten around the corners, and then that's how you get an ingrown toenail. And then that opens Pandora's box <laughs> to yeah. really infections and things that you don't want to have to deal with. Um, That's a but, great tip. But trying to keep them square. Other really uh, popular pedicure questions that I get is like safety pedicure tips yeah. is cutting the nails square. On This is on the for the so pedicure. Yeah. For your hands, you can absolutely do the rounded manicure. Yeah. Um, having them push your cuticles, but don't cut the cuticle. Right. When they start getting along the edges, so the inside-outside edge, and they're really digging in there trying to get every last piece of your cuticle, that's where they start to get a little bit too aggressive, and that can lead to these infections, ingrown toenails, things like that. Um, and then... If you're concerned of the baths, like the foot baths mm-hmm. that you put your feet in, where so many people get grossed out by that, mm-hmm. big thing with that is if you're going to either wax your legs or shave your legs right before you do that. Don't do that. Don't do that because it creates – shaving creates little cuts mm-hmm. and then waxing opens the pores Yeah, and then you're going into – an unknown <laughs> cleanly yeah. level oh. of water. And then that's honestly where you can start to get the infections. Now, I, we see a lot of pedicures now, even billing themselves as medical pedicures or like more intensive, where like they get out like this rotary tool and they're like filing around <laughs> and sitting down thickened nails or they're getting out a razor blade to, to shave a callus. Like what can you get done safely by just like a manicurist and what should you really go to a podiatrist for? Yeah, those blades are actually illegal in New York. Okay, so no blades. <laughs> And, well, so, as you as a doctor can. Oh yeah, I yeah. And do you ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I so take if I out, get really gnarly calluses, it's time for a doctor's appointment. Yes, I'll take out my scalpel and <laughs> shave oh. them. Oh my god, I want yeah. this job. This is my new job. That <laughs> oh I my want. god, I'm like passing out. We <gasps> want to shave everybody's medic. feet. Okay, I, what? And what about those rotary tools? You know, what, like they look like files almost. Yeah, that's a podiatry tool. Oh, but I've seen them at like. Yeah, I know they really. Should they should not. not. What, you guys, what yeah. are you talking about? You say rotary tools. What does this mean? It's a spinning disc of like a sandpapery thing. Yes, it's probably a really good way. It originally came from dentistry. Okay. Think of like a carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Power tool. It literally is a power tool. Is it skinny? Um, it can be skinny. So it's think like the size of your pinky fingernail. Mm-hmm. And then it's round. These are the ones that oh, are in the podiatry I've office. Oh, I've seen these. And then you can file the nail and you can kind of pumice some of the hard skin. Well, there's like different but it's, things to put on these. Yes, or? you can change the attachments. Um, the one that I have in my office, I use more for nails mm-hmm. versus other areas. But, I mean, if someone doesn't know, if you're too aggressive with it, you can cut Get someone. Tight. And then that person in the pedicure <laughs> pedicurist doesn't know how to manage infections and yeah. you know what I mean so you want to be smart you know I, I think I've actually seen versions of these tools in home kits like home pedicure kits definitely as seen on TV for twenty nine yeah. ninety nine with eight different attachment heads. Yeah. yeah I mean I would be careful at home too okay I, I might definitely have, I might have one of those ladies uh, I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry I do but I'm very careful with it. I promise. Good. I use it more as a, it has a pumice attachment. Attachment. That's what I'm. thinking And I put of. it on my heels to like soften them up, but like, yeah, with like less elbow grease, more electricity. Yes. Okay. Just to, but to at, at the nail salon, they should not be whipping out some. Hundred percent not. Okay. Because no. again, you could cut yourself. I guess. Um, so th- other than the things that you just mentioned, are there other pet peeves for like people come in with? 
and and that they got something done wrong wrong at the manicurists or the pedicurists. Um, no, I mean, I don't want to keep going into like infections and ingrown toenails, but there's just know. so many like questions around it, and it's one of the highest things that is just misunderstood. I feel yeah. mm-hmm. is that if you do have, let's say, you went to the pedicurist and they were cutting too aggressively the cuticle, or you wore tight shoes or heels, and it was pushing on the corners of the nail, yeah. so now it's red. It's yeah. irritated. You want to leave it alone. <laughs> Wait, do not touch it. The, I have the lady shouldn't get rid of it. Uh, no, no, at the pedicurist. Yeah. No, but let's say let's say you get your pedicure, your fresh pedicure, and you put on some stilettos. You go out. You have a fabulous night, <laughs> and then the shoe is pinching. Yeah. Just because it was too tight. Yeah. So it starts to push on the nail. So now the nail is irritated. Totally. The skin is red. You're freaking out. It's an ingrown toenail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should just leave it alone. She put air quotes on ingrown toenail, right? Because it's not. <laughs> yes, just everything is air quoted. Yes. Yes. But it, but it really isn't. It's just irritated from the pressure of the shoe. Mm-hmm. And I would say the biggest thing of what happens is patients think it's an ingrown toenail. They think that they can... Dig it out or cut it out or free it on their own. And then they just make it worse versus if you just have a little bit of redness, just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Mm -hmm. Wear maybe a little bit wider shoes. You can even soak your foot in warm water and then give it a couple days. It'll calm down. That's great advice because every time no, I'm serious, <laughs> don't go digging. I, I recognize this. I don't. I'm not a digger. I'm not like about to take you know my feet into my own hands like that. But I've <laughs> gone to the nail salon and they like you know tisk tisk and they go like ingrown and then they start digging and I start questioning their their skill level about digging out ingrown toenails. But I just do it anyway. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm- thank you. <laughs> I think the doctor is saying, come yeah, to the doctor. Just, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's, do you, do you want, to, want to know why? I, am I going to throw up? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I, You're I like not squirmish about, squirmish about the feet. Well, you I know, I don't like this. things with fingernails or toenails. I didn't realize it was toenails, too. Okay. Oh, it's all nails. Tell us. Tell us. Small facts. Small okay, facts. What could go wrong? So your and it's hard to explain this kind of. I'm showing you, but yeah. for, for those that are listening, is your nail actually goes about, what is that, like a... A quarter, quarter of an inch? inch? Yeah, a quarter of an inch under your skin. Yeah, yeah. Where you can On both sides that you could never release a true ingrown toenail with, with whatever tools you have at oh, home. wow. Because the nail is actually under the skin in a way that mm-hmm. patients don't realize. They realize the root of it is under the skin, but like this is the sides you're talking the about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's all just lay off the weird looking toenails and go to the doctors. I yes. love I love this advice so much because when I think of things that I've done even as a beauty editor at the pedicures, like I really am just like putty in their hands. My cuticles go for it. They look gnarly, you know. No, the, I think you need to be like push, don't cut. Sometimes if my feet look gnarly, I'm like, okay, like let's just do it. But this is you're reframing my next pedicure visit is going to look nothing <laughs> like, you know, the <laughs> dozens I've had in my life. And I hope your pedicure is still beautiful. Um, that's all right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about um, let's shift gears a little bit. Can we talk about dry feet? This is probably going to be a little bit more like benign of a conversation, right? Like, how do you just you know? Sometimes I put on sandals and I have like these little like chalky looking ashy skin. Yeah, hooves. I have hooves in your heels. Yeah, yeah they okay. look like very hard, and the, th- the skin is thick. Yes, oh, the poor listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun episode. I'm loving this. Jen is loving it. You I, should see the grin on my face. It's huge. I'll, we'll talk after, but okay. Yes. So for dry heels, uh-huh. you can get it 
equally in the summer and the winter because a lot of people think like, oh, I get it more in the summer, yeah. but I get a little bit more in the winter. So it depends on the shoes that you're wearing. If it's in the winter, it could be that your heel is rubbing the back of the shoe mm. and then that's starting to create the thicker skin. In a sandal, like I have essentially like a flip-flop on, the back of it is putting just more pressure on the fat pad and the skin on the heel, which then starts to dry out the skin at a faster rate. Mm. Not to make that too boring and technical. No, what do you do about it? So then you want to make sure you hydrate your feet every single day. Just like I hope people are hydrating their entire body. every. Mm -hmm. You you hydrate your face. I'm guessing most of your listeners hydrate their face. But you should be doing every part of your body and especially your feet. Now, the skin on the feet is thicker than other parts of the body. It obviously takes a pounding because we're walking so much. Um, so you want to use something that's either urea-based, lactic acid-based, has a salicylic acid in it. Oh, wow. I would say those would be the top three. Um, you can use – I actually love Vaseline. It's one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. After you take a shower or bath or whatever you're doing is your skin is absorbing all of the water from the shower. Mm-hmm. And then it, you want to seal it in the skin. So Vaseline is a sealant. So I put Vaseline on the heel, and then you can wrap it in saran wrap. So you occlude it, put Ooh. socks on, and then go to bed. Wait, like, you that ju- would be a nightly treatment. You just made me think of something because lots of our listeners love those baby feet masks oh, where, yeah. like, the whole foot peels off three days later. Have you seen these? It's yes. like an exfoliating solution. You put it on with little baggies. You walk around like an idiot for 45 minutes. It comes off. looks like nothing happened. And then three days later your whole, like, foot skin falls off. Yeah, I've honestly, I haven't tried it. I have patients that tried it. I have girlfriends that have tried yeah. it. Um, my feedback is, again, not have tried it myself, mm-hmm. but of what I see, it works. So that's great. Okay, it's not, like, um, dangerous. Like, we're no, losing, no, no. like, important no, skin there. But I, the downside of those is that then people think they can kind of be complacent and then like, oh, I'll just do the baby foot and then it'll <laughs> yeah, do it, right? That's well, you, definitely that's how I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quarterly baby feet instead yeah. of like, like just moisturizing. We'll just baby foot it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would recommend just getting in the habit of moisturizing. Of moisturizing your feet See, after never... every shower, every yeah. evening. Okay. I don't do that because I'm afraid I'm going to slip. But well, I guess just put, uh, put on socks. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk okay. about. We're just going through. Like I have so many questions. Just is this okay? Away. Is this what everybody does to cocktail also, parties? <laughs> I'm really enjoying having you here. This face I have on is not because I'm not enjoying it. I'm just so freaked out about all this stuff. <laughs> I know. Basically, this is an episode for us, so we can learn for ourselves. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Let's talk about stinky feet. I'm sure okay. this is an issue that even if they don't bring it up, you know right away. Do some people have worse smelling feet than others? What's going on there? <laughs> yes, but the the odor. Of feet comes from bacteria that's associated with the sweat, or it is fungus. Mm. Not to go down that path again. There, there's something that's creating Can it. Can you Just, smell the difference um, as an expert? Yes. There's certain types of bacteria that have a very specific smell, mm. um, and fungus just has its own <laughs> smell. Is that like a Dorito cheesy kind of smell? Uh, no, I don't even All different just, sorts of nastiness. Yeah, yeah, oh just nastiness. Um, but yeah, so if your feet are sweating excessively, that's honestly what's going to lead to the to the smell. How so, do you make to any feet, order. Like, I'm not about to be putting Botox in my feet so I don't sweat. Like, how else could you make them? Or do people do you that? You can wrong? soak your feet in tea. Tea? tea. tea. Like, just like Lipton tea? Yes, yeah, so you brew tea. Don't 
brew it like you normally want to drink it. Let it cool down, obviously. And then you soak your feet in the tea. I say generally around 10, 15 minutes every single day for a week. And what it does is the tannic acid in the tea shrinks the sweat glands. Wow. This is a great thing. That's cheap. Yes. A couple Lipton bags? Yeah. I mean, you have to explain it to whoever you live with, but... I mean, it's definitely like... No, a, they know you have smelly feet. They're like, they're get like, out the tea bath. <laughs> they're like, I'll prepare it for you, babe. <laughs> okay. I would say that's one of the easiest ones. Really, my go-to would be, um, you know, the hyperhidrosis just means when you sweat a lot. Yeah. There's like a prescription strength deodorant, oh, yeah. underarm deodorant. Yeah. yeah. And you just use it on your feet. And it does the exact same thing. Oh, that's cool. They actually just moved it to OTC, some of the strengths of that ingredient. And I actually have – there's some new products that we could recommend. Oh, I'm I'm ready to try it this summer because – I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to stand up for all of us, okay? And Just, put and put aluminum chloride deodorant on your feet. No, I'm I'm about to admit something. <laughs> oh, what? Okay? Go ahead. I'm excited. So we all are like in this trend with sneakers now, like oh, just like a cute sneaker, just pop your little feet in, like no sock. When I've done this, I do not take off my shoes unless I'm like home. Because Who said no sock? Of course, there's socks in there. They're the little no show little booty socks. I don't always have those. No, you need a ped. But even those little thin peds, like... Uh, it's not cotton. And like, yeah, no, you're I, saying your shoes smell. Sometimes they smell. Okay, guys? I Sometimes they smell. That's why you have to wash the shoe. Well, I, do, I do do that. Oh, okay. I, I, I did wash the shoe. Sock. Dock. But a, sock, a sock does help to absorb yeah, like, some of that, right? How do we... Yeah, but you want to wear the right type of sock. Tell us what's not, the right not type. Not just thinking thin sock and okay. a sock that you can't see, so it's kind of a hidden sock, is uh, synthetic materials are actually the direction you want to go versus a cotton. Oh. Cotton's just going to sit and absorb and be a sponge, and it's just going to... Oh, but like a wool would wick, right? Uh, no, she's saying synthetic. So oh, more synthetic. So okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with, Sorry, some, of the, with some of the the running socks. So they're very oh. thin, and they have a synthetic, like a wicking. Oh, I use this for material. hiking, a liner sock. It's like Or yeah. you could ha- get a sock that has copper in it or silver in it. Okay. Both of those materials are antimicrobial. Have you seen these kind of socks? Because I'm about to look on Amazon as soon as oh, no, we're done. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this is, I have to tell you, this this is an invaluable visit right now. <laughs> uh, your feet are going to be like so ba- moisturized. Moisturized, smelling neutral. Holiday nails. Yeah. <laughs> Nail holiday. <laughs> you're, you're changing everything from the ankles down. Oh, okay. There you go. Perfect. Okay, okay so tea, the sock issue, and any sort of, what about the powders that people are putting in their shoes? Is that even worth it? So the powder Ask it is. For a friend. Think of like, <laughs> hey, I came out. Uh, they might have mentholated gold bond, <laughs> right, right. and they might pour it in their shoes at night. Is that a good move or no? <laughs> so powders, like you powder your face, right, so that it's yeah. absorbing any extra like oils and things like that. It's not going to stop you from sweating. So like the deodorant and the the tea soaks mm. is actually stopping you from sweating. The Botox that you mentioned, Would most do. people like cringe when I say that. Yeah, it's horrible. Where, where it's just like. It's a treatment, so I have to recommend it as a treatment. Um, those stop you from actually sweating. The powder is just absorbing it. I'm not a sweater, but when I'm nervous, my feet sweat. Isn't that weird? No. Like, not, it's not weird. Not under the <laughs> armpits so much. It's the little feet. Interesting. I know. <laughs> like little trotters. I'm learning so much about Jess in this episode. I'm well, really enjoying why, it. Why did you think that we had her on? I, I just got so we could talk about your bunions. <laughs> oh, excellent segue. Okay, so <laughs> Jen and I. I think Jen, you're the only other person in my age group who's had a bunionectomy. I had. 
I've had it in high school. Oh, you had it in high school? Yeah. Oh, so I totally know your foot type now. Oh, oh what's you, her foot type? Really? Probably a hypermobile. Wait, literally, I went to yoga this weekend, and she was correcting me. She's like, oh, you're hypermobile, aren't you? And I said, I don't even know what that means. What How did that? you know that just from me telling you? <laughs> I because had... I, the only time you have bunions in high school, you said, yeah, like, around high school? I had school. both done, one foot, then the other. Yeah, the only way is if you have hypermobility in your feet. <gasps> the yoga instructor said I had hypermobility. <laughs> Good for you. You're a genius. Oh, yes. So hypermobility is when some people say, like, double-jointed. Yeah. Like, yeah. if they're, like, they can... I'm like quite, extend I'm, their elbow. I'm quite bendy, yes. Yes. Or, you know, you can um, hyperextend your knees. You can bring your thumb to your oh, hand. Oh, I can do that. But, yeah, okay, yeah. yes, you're hypermobile. Are we, am I hypermobile? No. Mm. So, <laughs> so bunions aren't normal. That's a very small percentage, I imagine, that are getting bunions super young, right? In high school, yes. Okay. Yes. So what is a bunion and when does it normally come about? Um, a bunion is a deviation of one of the long bones in the foot which then creates an angulation or like a bump on the inside of the foot. But it's uh, not a topical bump. It's just a, it's a structural thing. It's right? a structural, It's a yes. crooked-ass bone. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yes. The, the bone <laughs> shifted. <laughs> there you go. The bone has shifted. A lot of people will blame shoes. It's actually not shoes. Oh, it's another much myth. more Busted. foot type, like the hypermobility. That's but your hypermobility that you get the bunion in high school is more rare, but a lot of people still have like a lower degree. So then they would have bunions. I mean, even like upper twenties. So I got my bunionectomy when I was twenty-two. This podcast is this great. is like really sexy, right? And this is like the tell hottest. us more about your yes. bunion. <laughs> um, but I always had like even when I was little, like I had really wide feet. Like we had laugh. We'd say like my shoes should be shoe boxes. Like really, just like wide feet. So I had a little tailor's bunion too. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about a little tail? P.S. I would just got one of my feet down. I'm not doing the other one until I'm like retired because it was so traumatic. It's a tough surgery. What's the I, question here? It is For a lot of things. <laughs> What's a little Taylor's bunion? Oh yes, Taylor's bunions. So Taylor's and then bunion, let's talk about the surgery. Yeah. So the Taylor's bunion is on the other the other side. So yeah. the fifth toe, pinky toe side, the pinky toe side, where you get a deviation of that long bone. That one is less foot type mechanically driven. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have a little bit of a curvature in the bone, or it could be from shoes. That, so that one one's actually a little okay. bit different. What do you mean um, it's from shoes? Meaning if you're wearing narrow shoes, pointy shoes, mm-hmm. and you're pushing the big toe and the pinky toe in. So it's like a little triangle. Yes. And then what pushes out is the long bones on either side, on the outside oh, and the wow. inside. Yeah. So can we talk about, since Jen and I, like, just take us down memory lane. Like, what happened to our feet in the bunionectomies? Like, what is that surgery about? Okay. So the the Taylor's bunion, they most likely just shaved a bump. Okay. Is my guess. They just called a bumpectomy. Mm-hmm. would be the easiest <laughs> way to describe it. I like it. Yes. And then for the bunion, yeah. most likely what they did is you shave the bump off. And then you make a cut in the long bone, in the head of the long bone, and you shift it over and you put a screw so that it stays in its new place. And then you release a tendon that pulls the toe over so then the toe sits straight. How many of these do you do like a month? Uh, So I actually don't do surgery anymore. Oh, okay. okay. I do stem cells. So more regenerative. 
medicine. Oh, wow. oh cool. Yeah, different side. For bunions, though? Not for bunions. Oh, for other no, types no. Of so I'll send patients issues. out. But I did bunion surgery for five years out, out of residency. And then I shifted away because I, my practice is more anti-aging, regenerative medicine. She's a chic podiatrist. <laughs> Only the best yes. for fat mascara. <laughs> no, yes. So um, it's just how I shifted my practice. But still the understanding the bunionectomy, understanding bunions, the mechanics, that's just foundations of podiatry. Oh did my you God. like doing them? Um, I mean, it's pretty badass to be in the <laughs> OR cutting people open better (laughs) than me you you know yeah I love that we have like the most fashionable podiatrist in New York City and we're like tell (laughs) us about corns tell (laughs) us about bunions yeah okay let's get to corns let's get to corns (laughs) okay Um, do you feel like we've covered bunions enough totally okay Um, she's like never again good we're good but but, is there something wait hold on I've got to ask bunions are they hereditary and what can we do for to keep them getting worse I understand with the Taylor bunion those pointy Pointy shoes shoes are no good but I've seen a lot of you know, advice like, you know, wear wide shoes or like put a little um, gadget on your feet and you'll be all done. Yeah. So bunions are not hereditary, meaning like if your mom had it, does it mean that you definitely have it? It's not genetic. Some people will kind of say that as well. It's yeah. not sitting on a gene. You don't come out of the womb with a little baby bunion, <laughs> which is, you know, it's based <laughs> off of your foot type. I often say that you're the ligaments and the way that your tissue, like your skin elasticity is, that is genetic. Mm. So if your mom, like hypermobility, someone in your family probably has hypermobility, and that was genetic. So then that made you susceptible, not, oh, the bunion was genetic. Mm -hmm. So Mm. foot type is more of a driver, feet being weak. Um, Flat feet has a higher incidence of it. So I try to tell people, keep your feet strong. Yes, wear proper shoes. If you do wear narrow shoes, it's just going to kind of feed the bunion a little bit. And then you can absolutely do night splints and things like that. Um, Some of my favorite products, Bunion Booty. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, it sounds cute. We'll link to it. Yeah, so Bunion Booty is a little splint that goes over the big toe and it pulls it out. Okay. It's... Um, nude colored so kind of it's hidden it's not like a big bulky contraption you can wear it in your shoes I have a lot of patients that use it when they do yoga or Pilates or anything like that oh wow yeah and then another product is called correct toes which is a toe spacer oh I've seen those yeah almost like a pedicure where they would do yeah, yeah. I love yoga toes yeah so correct toes is actually a little bit different than yoga toes because you can actually wear it in your shoes oh wow and again if you can do yoga or Pilates or any workout with Either of these, to me, that's a positive. Yoga mm-hmm. toes, you can't. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Now back to corns. Okay. Wait, <laughs> that's by the way, the best segue we've ever had. With the bunion thing, you can't like fix your own bunion, though, right? Like, there's a point we need to go see a doctor. Yes, that would be probably the biggest myth. I was saying that one of the biggest myths is around like thick, discolored nails. The Ooh. other foot topic that has so many myths is about bunions. And that I cured my bunion without surgery is total bullshit. Like okay. You can't so we can this. just treat and try to buffer the bunion. Yes. Okay. Got yes. it. Now, right. now <laughs> back to corns. <laughs> back to corns. Right. So what are they? <laughs> a corn. So if I'm talking about corns, I feel I have to talk about calluses. Oh, oh wow. Okay. okay. Yes. So a callus and a corn are both thick skin. But a callus is more like broad mm-hmm. pressure, 
where a corn is like pinpoint pressure. So you get corns on like the knuckle of the toe. Yeah. Fifth toe is probably one of the most common ones that some of the listeners will have it. Thinking pinpoint pressure to the knuckle of the toe creates a corn. Or you can get a corn very specific on the bottom of the foot, like the ball of the foot where the bone is pushing down, where a callus would be diffuse. Like okay. it's a it's a bigger area. Calluses are what you get in the heel. Same type of skin, different type of pressure. And how do you fix that? Can you fix that yourself? Um, Dr. Scholz sure mm-hmm. thinks you can. Yeah, no, don't use a corn remover from Dr. Scholz. Okay, please mm-hmm. don't, because patients will leave it on. It has salicylic acid on it, so it's like burning through oh, the wow. yeah. the thick skin away. And I've had patients just like leave it on because like. Longer's better, right? Totally. <laughs> you know people. And then they just leave it on, and then eventually they take it off. There's and they like, have, like a, a hole in their whole body. No, like literally. I've had patients <gasps> in the emergency room because they left it on, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, don't. Oh, my God. Longer's not better. So you could pumice it. You could keep it soft with urea, lactic acid. You could wear wider shoes. You could use a silicone uh, slip or protector on it, and then go to the podiatrist who will do the sharp blade Mm-hmm. Shaving of the corn. Okay. In a medically safe environment. Yes. Sterile, medically safe. Okay. What's next? Tell me, oh. what was the next thing? I have <laughs> no bl- segue for this one. Okay. Let's oh. talk about blisters. Oh, blisters. Oh, I was supposed to ask about blisters. You're like, our rhythm is totally thrown off. Because, because we're so excited about this. We're topic. so excited, and I'm so like, what, what's, what next? It's like watching a horror no, movie. No, my, my big question was to drain or not to drain. Because some people are like, oh, it's a cushion. It's there for a reason because you had friction. You know, mm, what do you, what's your right. take on the blister? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is actually a really good segue. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, corns to calluses. So corns and we calluses. planned it that way. Yes. Um, those are pressure. Blisters are friction, which is what you had said. So just so people understand yeah. that. Um, if you're thinking that you're getting a blister in the back of the heel because your shoe is rubbing mm-hmm. or maybe some of the toes. Yeah. I've seen it in the, the ball of the foot, depending on how, how the shoe is moving or the person is walking. Ooh, sometimes the arch. Uh, yeah. So like the uh, sock bunches yeah. up in there. Or yeah. yep. Any, any area that you're happened. getting it. So what you want to do, this is the biggest thing, is you do want to drain, but you keep the skin intact. So just pop a little hole in it. Yes. With, with what? With, with what? Um... A, a ballpoint sterile pen. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> really thick. A, a sterile needle, if you can, like a sewing needle that was in alcohol or something. Yeah, and then the fluid. Comes or you could out. burn it and then you're burn the needle, not the, not the blister. People. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> burn, burn the needle to sterilize it, and then clean it with the alcohol, and then yeah, and let the fluid come out, and then just leave the skin intact. Yes. Got and it. then you could put on um, either mole skin, mm-hmm. mm. which mole is what skin. a lot of dancers, you, are you familiar with that as well? Yes. Um, and then <laughs> I was a dancer. No, I'm a hiker. Mobile. I'm a hiker. <laughs> okay. So mole skin is great. Or um, I think Johnson & Johnson has the second skin. Second skin's good. Yeah, second skin is It's really like, a, like you silicone paint it sheeting. on, right? You paint on the, the second oh, skin? There's some that is spray. Okay. And then some are... Um, Almost like a Band-Aid, but it's not a Band-Aid. Like a silicone-y kind yeah. of thing? Silicone yeah. Okay. Or something All right. Like that. So I've heard of podiatrists, and I'm sure Jen's heard this too in her time, you know, as a beauty editor, who will actually inject filler into the feet so that, 
you know, wearing high heels is more comfortable. Is this a phenomenon you're familiar with? Of course, yes. Do you have, do you, have you done this to people? I have not. Um, so there's a division under podiatry that's like cosmetic, I guess you would say. Um, and there's a handful of podiatrists that do this. When you say there's a division, like we had this conversation with dentists like, you know, six months ago. We had a dentist come on and he said – we said, look, you're a cosmetic dentist. What is that? He's like, it's a ridiculous term. There's no – like the governing board of dentists doesn't designate who's cosmetic and who's not. It's just what they are into. Is that the same thing with podiatry? Yeah. I mean there's actually an organization that kind of oversees that side of – call it cosmetic podiatry if you want okay. – um, where you would learn. So learning to do a fat pad injection of Juvederm – Mm-hmm. Or, I, I mean, you're not doing a fat transfer mm-hmm. from, like, the stomach into the foot. Oh, I wish. Um, yeah, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> that's not something that is covered in residency or fellowship or anywhere. So I it's understand. very, very, like, super niche that only a handful of podiatrists do it. However, I have referred some patients to do it. Not so they could wear heels longer. <laughs> it was more medically necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, some people just lose the fat in their feet at a faster rate, depending if you're a runner. So runners actually lose the fat in their feet. Oh, wow. Um, If you do wear a lot of high heels, you will lose the fat in your feet faster. That's so interesting. Um, And then certain foot types. So if you have a really high arch and you wear heels and you're a runner, (laughs) you're just compounding every reason of why you would lose the fat in the ball of the foot. That's usually where people lose it is in the ball of the foot. So you mentioned these different shoe types. And now I'm curious because you came in and I don't know if those are – they're cute, but they might be comfy too. Like what is wor- worse, podiatry, podiatrically speaking? Medically speaking, mm-hmm. a high heel or like a flat flip-flop that's flipping around? I would say the high heel. Okay. I wanted her to say flip-flop. Damn it. Okay. So what is a good shoe that is actually like a podiatrist approved but doesn't make us look crazy? Well, I'm a very different podiatrist than most other podiatrists. But we want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most of the podiatrists would say something that's supporting your foot, okay. which is not the direction that I'm going to go because yeah. I'm wearing sandals that are totally flat. Um, I prefer something that's more minimal so then people can use the strength of their foot, mm-hmm. get oh, the wow. full mobility of their oh, foot. So you like, really went the other way. Yeah. Like those big new trendy sneakers that have like tons of arch support and Balenciaga oh, makes dad them. sneakers. Like your foot just turns to mush in there, huh? Because the shoe yes. does all the work. Yes, 100%. You're, that is exactly the way that you want to describe it. Wow. So more of the – it could be flat. You can rotate it. Think almost like a like Converse yeah. or like Allbirds is one yeah. that's popular that is would be better than – some of the more supportive, super cushioned. Because you want all the muscles rigid. to be working. Yeah. Oh, this is like the runners that run in like in barefoot. A. Eh? Some oh, of them God. are like the bare running just because like they want to get the muscles. Yeah. To like be the stronger. five finger. I had. That's what I. Oh, wore those on my are flight. ridiculous <laughs> looking. <laughs> that's what I wore. I love them. I Have you love seen them. these? Yes. They look like little gloves for your feet. They, they look like, like gorilla feet. Why yeah. do you love them? Because I I was a gymnast. Okay. So I love you like to, to have... feel grounded. Yeah, and I have to like move my feet, and when I work out, I'm pointing my toes still, even though I'm at the gym. Yeah. You mentioned, like, you, we should strengthen the feet. And that, when you said that, it was kind of in the back of my head. Like, what does she mean? Because you don't go to the gym and see, like, a foot machine. So what is that? <laughs> like, what? how do you strengthen your feet? Some of the, I, I guess, yoga is a really good way. Mm-hmm. Just taking yoga, Pilates, any uh, bar. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're constantly 
aware of your feet, you're doing a lot of releves, your toes are engaging, all of that stuff is like going a little, to activate. A little tree pose with one foot mm-hmm. like gripping down yeah, on the yeah. ground. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to strengthen the feet. Oh, Balance wow. exercises, so that's going into tree pose. So I'm a huge proponent on any barefoot practice, mm-hmm. which would be really any of the ones that I just mentioned. Um, or you can do foot-specific exercises, which are just not a towel crunch and things like that, but more pushing the toes down, recovering the feet, rolling the feet on a golf ball. Mm, That's a lot of that. Yeah, so you want to do that as well. Okay. Um, So let's just talk about products for a second. You mentioned a product uh, at the top. You're like, your cream should have like urea and lactic acid and salicylic acid. Is there a product that has all of those things? It, It usually wouldn't have all of the all of those elements oh, to okay. it. I would say... Just burn a hole in your universe <laughs> with all that at once. <laughs> right. um, so some of the products that I like is um, CeraVe SA. So mm-hmm. you want the SA after it. That means the salicylic acid. They have a foot-specific one. Oh, wow. Um, that from a top patient-rated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like a patient-rated product that they really like that one. Um Arm & Hammer has an exfoliant, and it has a brush on the end of it, so you can actually Ooh. get oh, a little get abrasive, plus getting the salicylic acid and the um, hydration elements to it as well. The lactic acid, that's more of a prescription. Oh, so okay. That would be one. Um, obviously, Vaseline. Mm-hmm. You know Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say those are some of my favorite. From the foot care, foot hydration one, um, I had mentioned that you can wrap the foot in like a saran wrap mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. There are, I don't know the brand that makes it. It's like probably five bucks on Amazon. And you get these little silicone heel slip. Oh, wow. And it just slides on just the heel part. And you put whatever product you choose you put it on the heel and then put that silicone piece on the heel mm-hmm. and then you won't slip. <laughs> right? Or it won't yeah. rub off on the floor. There you go. I don't yes. want to fall. <laughs> yeah. You could put your socks on over top or you could just wear wear what the silicone piece. This is great information. I mean, who knew? I just thought it was all corns. Any other any other beauty products you like? We made you talk about feet this whole time and you're a lovely woman. You probably have a, a <laughs> great skincare regimen and other things. What are some of your favorites? Um, it's for my for yeah. feet? No, for uh, anything. No. It's a beauty podcast. Now's out. where we like would go through your purse if you let us. But what are some of your favorite beauty products? <laughs> um I'm obsessed with vitamin C with emu oil. Emu oil? Uh-huh. Is that face oil? I mean, I, I put it all over my body, but Emu. I put it on my like face Like the bird well. emo? Is there a mm-hmm. brand or like a specific product you like? So the emo oil has to be accredited from, I think, the Association of Emus or something mm. like that. There's a certain quality standard that you want to get from the okay. emo oil. So you you can actually see that they will be approved by or accredited that the quality of their product meets a certain standard. I didn't know that. Is this coming from a bird or am I just... No, it's from the bird. It was a bird. Oh, like it's like, okay, to make their feathers like waterproof or whatever, there's some oil they secrete? Yeah. Okay. So that, you you can get them on Amazon. Um, Skin Biology is where I get... Skin Biologics. Skin Biologics is where I get the emo oil. I mean, it's like a little vial that is so expensive so you want to that's just for my face i don't put that everywhere um and then i'll go on amazon and get more of a general emo oil 
Um, that's another one of my favorite. And then I'm thinking this might not be a vegan friendly product. No, I'm, I'm thinking. And no, I apologize for any. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> we'll find out if the emus. Are, yeah. Some some animal products are. It's the animal's not harmed, but we'll find out. But okay, emu yes. oil. What else? Yes, and then um, peptides for for the for face. Your skin. Yeah, for my skin. Is there a particular cream you like? Um, I like. Uh, She's Ole, picturing Ole. it in her mind. I know because I'm. I'm also sleeping from, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from my flight. Um, Ole Hen- Hendrickson. Oh, yeah. Ole Hendrickson. Their products. Yeah. 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 Any of their products I really like. Nice. Um, but I'm like keen to try anything. I love Sephora. Wait, I so then I'm going to send you some baby feet because I want to know what you think of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're keen to try okay. anything. Yeah. I feel like you have to. Yeah. This is a fun like. I don't know if my feet... Oh, hers are probably like perfect and she smooth. She did have beautiful. I noticed them when she walked in in her little sandals. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah. Who makes those sandals? Uh, oh my gosh, these are like Aldo or something like that. Oh, they're good. They're good. You're good. Thanks for all of the. Yeah. I'm you. gonna like tea soaks for everybody in the family. I'm getting those socks like tonight. Yeah. The little synthetic with the socks with some copper with business. Oh no, the silicone and the synthetic. Yeah. The synthetic. Because yeah. I've been wearing little oh, cotton and- like shoe socks when I do wear my sneakers with socks, but they look dorky. So maybe I'll get some thin, like or thin guys. thin copper socks would be another one thin that I would do. Jess, I'm going to find socks. them for you. I'm going to give you a <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Splickle. Thank you so much thank for coming you. out of that mascara. Thank you. Thank you so much. So it's time to raise a wand. But first, can I say I'm just getting a bath of tea for Eric's feet? <laughs> oh, poor Eric. No, I never knew that tea tannins make you I never knew that. shrink. That's crazy. I never knew that. She was a great interview. She, I learned so much. And like I'm changing the way that I clip my toenails. Good. Now tell me, what can you raise a wand to? Okay. I am obsessed with this body wash. Ready? It's the body wash. Ready? Brace okay. yourselves. It's okay. Well, you guys know. Just want to preface. I normally like a an unscented like Dove body bar, or like even by the CVS. You were using eucalyptus a couple weeks ago. No, that's my scrub. Oh, that's, that's my scrub. scrub. Okay, that's okay. for like my like décolleté back and shoulders. Oh, but for your yes, okay. But for like my my body, I like unscented, sensitive skin because I get itchy skin, and I also know that it's not good to use that like anything foamy or scented on your bits. Okay. Okay. By bits, she means your my, vulva. <laughs> I love saying vulva and watching Jess's face. Okay. So what's it, what are you raising a wand to? Okay, Dove Body Wash Mousse with Rose Oil. Oh, my God. You put a little bit in your hand. Uh-huh. Creamy, creamy, delicious, delicious. All over your body. I feel like one of those, I'm a girl in one of those ads. Like oh, I it has a, a nice surfactant. It's, it's like oh, it's, it's so... Velvety lo- foam. Velvety, luxurious. I can't believe that this stuff is like under 10 bucks. It's so good and it makes me feel so like truly pampered at the end of the day i will say that like i'm not irritated by the scent but i don't use this on my bits i use the other stuff mm-hmm. um like you know like a, a normal Un- yes and unscented. unscented but so far i'm doing well with this like i'm not and my skin doesn't feel itchy and do you have to use a poof to get the lather or it just comes out lathery i don't mess with poofs i oh, feel right, like they're mildew they're, collectors yeah uh, <laughs> but there was I, a lot of it lots to unpack in that about your health 
habits in that last phrase of wand. I like that. Um, but I think this is a great product. It feels so luxurious. I love the scent. If you love rose, you're going to love it, but they have other scents too. I love that we're both doing a bargain this time because mine's oh, under ooh. 10 bucks too. I think I still feel like shame from recommending the Chanel like $500 cream. Listen, you, you guys know we go high-low. I interview Nicole Kim and then I get bird poop on me. It's just how we are. <laughs> that, that, that's, uh, that's the most appropriate like <laughs> analogy for, for this whole scene. Okay, so I'm raising one to a top coat for my nails. So I took a break. You know I'm getting married soon. I'm like, married. And so I was like, I got to get off the gels for a little bit to get my nails nice and strong yeah. again so I can get a good set of gels for the... Because you know when the more you do the gels, the less they stick. Ugh. And I need these to stick. So I'm back on doing my own manicures. And I've been using the um, Olive and June mm. polishes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have the little thing, to, the poppy the thing poppy. to help you... Um, do your own nails. Explain evenly. what the poppy is really quickly because nobody knows. I'm not raising a wand to that, but it basically is this little rubber topper that you put on a regular nail, a uh, regular nail polish cap, and it gives you that sort of balance so so that you can, um, it just makes it easier to paint. It helps you like steady your, uh, thank you. your non-dominant hand. Yes. So you're not just like flailing in the wind. It helps you kind of hook onto something, put your hand down. And still be balanced enough to polish yeah. with your hand resting against something else. Yeah. I actually do find it helps somewhat, but what I really love from this line is their top coat. So $8, and it's one of those top coats that, like, I don't think they can call it quick drying, but I swear to God, it it dries quicker than a lot of the other top coats, but it still has that plumpiness of a gel kind of top coat, so it gives you, like, that full... Honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you a good top coat if you did a shitty manicure. It kind of just smooths it over, almost like a blur cream, right? That's such a good analogy. So this one, I did a paler color, and it didn't look so great. But once I put the top coat on, it just smoothed the surface. The little nicks here and there, you didn't notice. And I've been doing it every, like, three days. And it's been looking good. I actually, that's weird. I need that top coat because I put my nail polish on today at my desk, and it's still, like, it do, It doesn't have that that salon shine. Even if you mess up your salon manicure and you're like, oh, my gosh, should I go back? Sometimes I'll just throw on, like, a top coat like this that has a nice plumping quality, and it deflects the eye, and it looks like your polish is new okay. again. Eight bucks, so not bad for nice like, a fancy pants kind of yeah. polish company. Raise a wand. Raise a wand. Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.